Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom. It's Johanna, your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of January and the 28th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, according to tradition, was the day of the death of the patriarch Shimon. From Exodus 1.8, Yosef died, and all his brothers, and all that generation. This week our parasha is called Va'era, which means I appeared, and we're going to start today in Exodus 6.29 through 7 and verse 7. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples, through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. All right, let's begin in Exodus six twenty nine. That the Lord said to Moshe, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything that I tell you. But Moshe said to the Lord, I am of uncircumcised lips, so how would Pharaoh listen to me? So the Lord said to Moshe, See, I have set you as God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. You are to speak all that I command you, and Aaron, your brother, is to speak to Pharaoh, so that he will let Bnei Israel go out of his land. Yet I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not listen to you, so I will lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my armies, my people, Bnei Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out Bnei Israel from among them. So Moshe and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them. Moshe was eighty years old, and Aaron eighty-three years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. That was Exodus 6, 29 through 7 and verse 7. Today's portion from the prophets is 2 Samuel 15. 
Now it came about after this that Avshalom provided himself with a chariot, horses, and fifty men as runners before him. Avshalom used to rise up early and stand beside the road to the city gate. Whenever anyone had a suit to come to the king for justice, then Avshalom would call him and say, What town are you from? Should he answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Avshalom would say to him, See, your claims are good and right, but there is no one assigned to you by the king to hear you. Moreover, Avshalom would say, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then every man who has any suit or case would come to me, and I would get him justice. Also, whenever anyone approached to bow to him, he would stretch his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. So Avshalom kept doing this to every one of Israel who came to the king for judgment. Thus Avshalom stole the hearts of the people of Israel. At the end of forty years, Avshalom said to the king, Please let me go to Hebron and pay my vow which I have vowed to the Lord. For your servant vowed a vow while I was still living at Geshul in Aram, saying, If the Lord will indeed bring me back to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. So the king said to him, Go in Shalom. Then he rose and went to Hebron. But Avshalom sent spies to all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the shofar, then you are to say, Avshalom has become king in Hebron. Now two hundred men from Jerusalem went with Avshalom, who were invited and were going innocently knowing nothing of the situation. Also, Avshalom sent for Achitophel, the Gilanite, David's counselor from his town, Gilo, while he was offering the sacrifice. So the conspiracy gained momentum, for the people followed Avshalom and continued to increase. Then a messenger came to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are following Avshalom. Then David said to all his officials who were with him in Yerushalayim, Arise, and let us flee, or else none of us will escape from Avshalom. Leave in haste, or else he will overtake us quickly and bring disaster down on us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. Then the king's officials said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever our lord the king chooses. So the king set out, and his entire household followed him. But the king left behind ten concubines to take care of the palace. As the king went out, and all the people after him, they paused at the last house. All his servants passed on beside him, all the Keratites and the Pelatites and all the Gittites, six hundred men that had come after him from Gat passed on before the king. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, Why should you also go with us? Go back and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your own place. 
Your arrival was only yesterday. Should I make you wander around with us today? To go wherever I may go. Go back and take your kinsmen back with you. Kindness and truth be with you. But Itai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my lord the king will be, whether for life or for death, there also will your servant be. So David said to Itai, Go on and cross over. So Itai the Gittite passed on with all his men and all the little children who were with him. While all the country was weeping with a loud voice, all the people were crossing over, as the king was crossing over Kidron Valley. So all the people crossed over toward the road of the wilderness. Then behold, Tzadok also came, and all the Levites with him, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God. They set down the Ark of God, then Eviatar came up, until all the people had passed by out of the city. But the king said to Tzadok, Return the ark of God to the city. If I find favor in the Lord's eyes, he will bring me back and let me see it and his dwelling. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you, here I am, let him do to me as seems good in his eyes. The king also said to Tzadok the priest, Do you not see? Return to the city in Shalom, with your two sons with you, Achimaaz your son, and Yonatan, son of Eviatar. See, I will wait at the forts of the wilderness, until word comes from you to inform me. Therefore Tzadok and Eviatar carried the Ark of God back to Yerushalayim, and they remained there. Then David continued to go up to the ascent of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he ascended. He had his head covered and was walking barefoot. So all the people with him each covered his head as they went, weeping as they ascended. Then someone told David, saying, Achitophel is among the conspirators with Avshalom. So David prayed, Lord, please turn the counsel of Achitophel into foolishness. Then David went on until he reached the summit, where God was worshipped. And behold, Hushai the archite met him with his coat rent and dust on his head. David said to him, If you pass on with me, then you will be a burden to me. But if you will return to the city and say to Avshalom, I will be your servant, O king. I was your father's servant from then, but now I will be your servant. Then you can thwart Achitophel's counsel for me. Won't you have with you Tzadok and Aviatar, the Kohanim, there? So whatever you hear from the royal palace, you should report it to Tzadok and Aviatar, the Kohanim. See, they have their two sons with them there, Tzadok's son, Achimaaz, and Aviatar's son, Yonatan. By them you can send to me everything you hear. So David's friend Hushai reached the city just as Avshalom was entering the city. That was Second Samuel 15. Now our portion today from the writings is Psalm 82. 
A Psalm of Asaph God takes his stand in the assembly of God. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Give justice to the poor and the fatherless. Be just to the afflicted and destitute. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All of earth's foundations are shaken. I said, you are gods, and you are all sons of Elion. Yet you will die like men, and will fall like any of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. That was Psalm 82. And now our portion today from the Apostles is Luke nine twenty-seven through 62. But I tell you truthfully, there are some standing here who will never taste death until they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after these teachings, Yeshua took Kepha, Yohanan, and Yaakov with him and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothing flashed like white lightning. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moshe and Eliyahu. Appearing in glory, they were speaking of Yeshua's departure, which was about to take place in Yerushalayim. Now Kepha and all those with him were overcome with sleep. But when they awakened, they saw Yeshua's glory and the two men standing with him. And as they were leaving, Yeshua, Kepha said to him, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three sukkot, one for you and one for Moshe and one for Eliyahu, not knowing what he was saying. While he was yet saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, the one I have chosen. Listen to him. And after the voice happened, Yeshua was found alone. They kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things they had seen. On the next day, as they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met Yeshua. Suddenly, a man from the crowd shouted out loudly, saying, Teacher, I'm begging you to look at my son, for he is my only child. You see, a spirit takes hold of him, and he immediately screams. It throws him into convulsions and frothing. It hardly ever leaves him. It's crushing him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. Then answering, Yeshua said, O faithless and twisted generation, how long shall I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. And while the boy was still approaching Yeshua, the demon knocked him down to the ground and threw him into convulsions. But Yeshua rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and restored him to his father. And all were amazed at the mighty power of God. But as everyone was marveling at all he was doing, he said to his disciples, 
put these words into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand the statement. It was yet concealed from them, so they could not grasp it. And they were afraid to ask him about this statement. Now a dispute began between the disciples as to who might be the greatest among them. But Yeshua, knowing the reasoning of their heart, took a child and set him by his side. He said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. The one who is the least among all of you is the one who is great. Yohanan replied, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he doesn't follow along with us. Yeshua said to him, Do not stop him, for he who is not against you is for you. When the days were approaching for him to be taken up, Yeshua was determined to go up to Yerushalayim. He sent messengers before him, and they went and entered a Samaritan village to make his arrangements. But they did not receive him, because he was focused on going up to Yerushalayim. When his disciples Yaakov and Yohanan saw this, they said, Master, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Yeshua turned and rebuked them. Then they moved on to another village. As they were traveling on the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. But Yeshua said to him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He said to another, Follow me. But that one said, First let me go and bury my father. But Yeshua said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Then another also said, I will follow you, Master, but first let me say goodbye to those in my home. But Yeshua said to him, No one who has put his hand to the plow and looked back is fit for the kingdom of God. That was Luke nine twenty seven through 62. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you will be reading Ephesians 4 today also. Well, that concludes our episode for today. I want to thank all of you for following along with us. I pray it's been a blessing to you to hear the scriptures read this morning. And... Um, Thank you to everyone who's praying for our family. We appreciate it so much, um, especially with my husband and the father in the home gone in Gaza. Um, We really appreciate your prayers for his safety, so thank you. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you from Israel. Until next time.